Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, sporting the COVID hair, uh, along with Dr. Millicent Ravello, who is no longer sporting the COVID hair. <laughs> no, I am not. I was able to get with my hairstylist this past weekend, and it felt really good. It looks great. Well, thank you. You're looking uh, super quaffed. Freshly and, quaffed. <laughs> uh, properly uh, set up to be a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. That is correct. That is the idea. I'm still looking like the caveman plastic surgeon, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm into it. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I can't get in until June 13th. So I still have a couple, a couple more days couple of more days. Shaggy, shaggy style, which I'm fine with. I'm, I'm digging it. It's okay. And it's good. But we are here today, not just to talk about hair, but it's part of like the hair line. Yeah, it's kind of the brow lift. Yeah, it's the brow lift. So if you have really shaggy hair and you don't like the position of your brows, it kind of works for you. Just, it does. Yeah, it sort of just makes everything more camouflaged. But <laughs> <laughs> which is good for me. Which is good. But brow lifts are something I I love doing. Brow lifts. I think they're really important. And there's a lot of people that just don't even like doing them. They, they're like, ah, you know, nobody needs that. I think a lot of people need it. I think a lot of people need brow lifts. Yeah, I think brow lifts can really enhance the open look to somebody's face. Yes. Now, they they have a bad name because of the old school yes. coronal lifts <laughs> that weren't really brow lifts. They just were, they made people look like goosed. Like somebody yeah, came up behind them and them grabbed constantly. their butt. And they, <laughs> they did the, whoa! You know, and that, that constant surprised look yeah, yeah, is not yeah. attractive. You know, I actually had someone literally just three days ago ask me about that. She's like, this girl I know, she just, a few weeks ago came back and she just looks different. She just looks like she's surprised all the time. What do you think happened to her? I was like, I can tell you coronal what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it was coronal because this was like, you know, three weeks ago. I don't know that that's happening much anymore, but she definitely got pulled very tight in some way. Well, there's a couple of things. Okay. So brow lifts, when they go right, they're really right. They look amazing. And I, I tend to really, in my world, the lateral brow is mostly where the action is for me. It's about lifting that lateral brow and getting a nice arc. The lateral brow is, for frame of reference, the out part of the brow, the, outer the part. arch arching part of the brow exactly and, yeah. and you can really contour that arch you know people try to pluck and tattoo and do all this mm -hmm. other stuff but we can do it surgically but there are a couple of requirements i mean i think understanding where you want the brow to wind up is key and i tend to do everything either endoscopically or with an open sort of endoscopic approach where it's very minimally invasive small incisions right and you can and starting in the like the mid 30s yeah. these brow lifts become really Agreed. necessary yes do you I think agree. i completely agree i think the brow is probably one of those areas that is one of the first places to sag in the face and to drop but people don't realize it because they just don't know about it or they don't they just they don't realize it but i feel like i see it now more commonly because of botox like i know i see it in myself because totally. of botox yeah. so botox in the forehead to treat the wrinkles in the forehead it's one job is to stop movement of the frontalis muscle, which is the muscle responsible for elevating your eyebrows. And so it works because you're no longer elevating your eyebrows, you're no longer making those creases in your forehead. So your forehead is smooth, but now your brows are sitting a little bit lower than they might have if you hadn't been doing Botox. So that's when you really start noticing your brow position because people will come in and they'll say, my brows are dropped. Right. And it's that's when you start noticing it. And I would say, yeah, usually late 30s, is about when it starts to be noticeable. You know, and 
on, on that subject of that Botox issue, though, I mean, you can leave the lateral aspect, you know, the outside yeah, part of no, the definitely. front talus to pull up the brow. And so, yeah. you know, if you do the totally frozen look, then it's that's not drop. the case. What I do a lot of times, too, um, is with the Botox. I just did this today on a girl. Um, is I do a lateral brow lift with the Botox. So right. I inject the orbicularis under the eyebrow to give it a little bit of a lift when I do the whole forehead so that it sort of counteracts that descent. So there are, there are things you can do with the Botox, but um, yeah. And then we have a lot of people that come in and say, well, I don't want to have Botox a lot anymore, so I want to get a brow lift. Exactly. But they still wind up coming for Botox. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, you get addicted to the non-wrinkled look. I'm sorry. It's yeah, how, it's look, true. Plastic it, surgery is just, it's the way it is. It's, it's, that's how it is. You got to know. You want to be smooth, be yeah. Yeah. So the way that brow lifts are done, the way I like to do them, and I don't, you know, the old Corona lift, I probably did two of those in my residency in like before like there were yeah. automobiles i've you know, only it's ever been seen a long one time. in like a book yeah. <laughs> yeah they just don't happen so a coronal brow lift just for reference is when you have an incision that basically goes from like ear to ear across yeah, we the peel top the of whole your forehead. forehead down yeah and then you it, it's pull like, it back <laughs> yeah it's yeah, this big old scar it's a big deal yeah, i don't i don't know of anybody that still does that no i mean we do that for bad you know fractures oh yeah and no of course like that, but, yeah um but uh, for a brow lift, I tend to make small incisions laterally over the over the temporalis muscle, basically in the temples, a few centimeters back from the hairline, so they're hidden, and then come down onto the uh, bones and, and over the, the temporalis muscle fascia and lift up the whole brow with the endoscope, either through a separate port or the same port, or under direct vision, depending on the forehead, because it also depends on where the hairline is, what kind of brow lift you can do. You don't want to bring the you know, turn the forehead into a five head by bringing the, the brow back too far. You know, that, that isn't a good idea either. But then there are some people that have five heads to begin with, and then they aren't really great candidates for the endoscopic approach. They become better candidates for a hairline brow lift where we advance the hairline, bring the hairline forward, and actually, you know, lower it, and then also bring the brow up at the same time. Right. I've never done that. Um, I know it exists. I've seen it described, but I haven't done that personally. So. I have done that several times. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I've probably, I can probably name the patients I've done it on because it's not that common, but right. when you have the right patient, home run. So when those patients come into you, are they coming in for a brow lift or a forehead reduction or both? Kind of both because they know they're like, I was thinking, you know, since I need this to go up, can this come? Can I, you know, I was thinking that might be a, and they, they put it together that yeah, if they yeah. took out the skin, like yeah. lo and behold, their, their, their hairline comes down and then the brow comes up and life is good. But what I've found with that is that the brow lift tends to suffer from that operation because the skin is still stretchy. Yeah. So even though you, you do a nice job, take out a big you know swath of skin, you still wind up with some sort of drop in the brow into just, you wish it was a little bit better. Yeah. A little tighter, a little yeah, more. I say that. But you know, it, I think the the brow lifts are just, they really open up the eyes. They open up, definitely. The, you know, they open up the face. They, and I always sneak a little mid face in with my, with my brow lift. So they get a little, I call like, oh, my cheeks look so much better after like, this mm, brow lift. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll wonder why that is because I release the, the tissue all the way down along the orbital rim into the mid face because I really want that tail of the brow to come up and not be weighed down by the mid face and the cheek. So my brow lift is sort of an upper facial yeah. rejuvenation anyway. Right. And you can do it in combination with 
um, blepharoplasties, so eyelid surgeries as well, sure. if you want to, just sort of really rejuvenate the whole brow look. And I think the brows are one of those things that people don't realize are contributing to the appearance of aging, but they really are. Like if you look at like an older face versus a youthful face, it really is the brow and the periorbital region that's more open in a younger person as opposed to a person with some aging. Yeah, I mean, you see that because, you know, as we get older, our eyes get smaller and it makes you look older. Yeah, people say that all the time. They're like, my eyes aren't, they're getting smaller, they're shrinking. It's skin, it's descent of the brows, it's all of that. It's just all bad. (laughs) Like, I just can't stand it. Like, I see it on myself. I'm like, I got, you know, Dr. Ravello, like, I'm laying down on this table and you need to, like, do some magic, like, soon. Like, it's, I know, it's over. I, I, you know, this is, it's too much. You know, how old do I need to look? That is the problem with being a plastic surgeon is that you're so trained to identify signs of aging in people because that's what we do. We fix it. That when you look in the mirror, if you weren't a plastic surgeon, you might not be able to necessarily pinpoint what you don't like. But I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is down too low. This is too wide. This is too much. I can see this forming. (laughs) If I wasn't a plastic surgeon, I'd just look in the mirror and be like, ah, I look great. (laughs) sucks <laughs> it's so true and then it's like yeah what am i gonna have time to fix that anyways <laughs> yeah well you know that's the thing it's like you need time you so need that's the big thing with brow lifts you do need time off to do this T- typically you need eight nine ten days it's not a two-week kind of thing it's not a four-month kind of thing it's like it's not a seven-day thing though no, either no so this you know you swell up you can get some bruising so you need some time off to do this um, you know, on the, can you work from home thing? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, hurt a whole absolutely. lot. Yeah. So you can work from home. Yep. It doesn't hurt a lot. And you could definitely use like, you know, take painkillers for a few days, shut off the cell phone and the computer. I, I always have to tell people like, by the way, you can't work while you're on drugs. <laughs> like it, it, it seems intuitive to me, but yet I have to tell them that they're like, so like a couple days after surgery, I can, I can start like doing like my deposit, like the lawyers like want to do depositions. I was like, yeah, I mean, do you normally lawyer on drugs? Because I wouldn't do that. And Not advised. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. right. I'll be on drugs. Right. I'm like, yes, you will be. Very powerful drugs because we control pain with those. And so you can't do your work while you're on drugs. You can't drive while you're on drugs. All these things are important. So you have to be off of all the painkillers and the and any of the uh, Valiums, et cetera. And you use, I think for a brow lift, you need them for three or four days. I think that's probably fine. After that, you could switch to a Tylenol or Advil or something. But three or four days, I think is fine. You a little do. discomfort after that. But pain-wise, it's not bad. It's no. really just the seven days at home is really just for some bruising and some swelling. You'll have some stitches in your hairline or something like that that need to come out. But um, Yeah, I love yeah. brow lifts, though. Just from the contouring of that brow, it's like, mm, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it really one. makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Like more than I think people realize it could make. Yeah, and it, it is a, um, it's a way to really kind of cap off like a lower face and neck, you know, doing it with a blepharoplasty. I mean, but I do isolated brows a lot. And the, yeah. It's actually pretty common in that, you know, 35 to 45 yeah. age range. At that point, at the 40, I mean, I, I was talking to a gal, you know, on about her nose and she's like, you know, I was thinking I, I might need a facelift. And she's sitting there with like jowls and all that, but she's only like 51 years old. And, uh, and she, I was like, yeah, you know, well, when are you going to wait? What are you going to get it done? I mean, you have jowls, you have an yeah. obtuse neck angle here. Like it, it's time. And she's like, yeah, I was thinking I could make it to 60. I was like, well, you can, you can, yeah, you, of course. you cannot have a facelift. It's very easy to make it to 60 from a aesthetic standpoint, but you will get more bang for your buck the you sooner do you do these things. Agreed. I mean, there's clear, clear data 
that the earlier you do facial rejuvenation surgery, the longer the results yep. last, the better they the better are, it looks. and the less you have to do down the road. Yeah. It is like... The it, results are so much better. A 45-year-old, 50-year-old facelift results are amazing. When you get to about 60, 65, they're good. They're good. Of course. You, it's yeah. going to look better, but you're, you know, you're yeah. five the, to 10 years too late to that facelift. Right. right. And it makes it harder. It's much, yeah, not much harder, but yeah, it's harder to get like a nice result. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I also, uh, I guess for the completeness, there are several uh, transblepharoplasty approaches oh, yeah. to the brow lift that we should mention. I don't do these very often because I always like to get um, get the the look with the endoscope, but through the eyelid incision, there is a way to do, for, and this is mostly for bald men that you would think about this. Um, because they don't have a place to hide the the incision, you can go through the blepharoplasty incision, undermine on the bone to the forehead into the onto the frontal bone, and use a little endotine, which I have no financial interest in this device, endotine device to bring up the bring brow, up. Yeah. and it does work. It's it's pseudo satisfying actually. So for for men with no hair, yeah, the bald men, it's and, a good option, and women with you know very very high foreheads. It is a good option, but the uh, the best way I think is just doing those endoscopic four port or two port uh, brow lifts. I agree. I like it. All right. Do we have anything else on this brow lift? No. Other than that, you're going to be doing one on me probably very soon with that mid face you talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Brouch. Brouch. <laughs> right, we're on it. Yeah, absolutely. We we will do it for, on you. You need this. I, I I'm I'm that late thirties group where if I Botox too much, you my don't have brow to tell drops. people that because you look like you're late twenties. <laughs> don't don't out Thank yourself you. here. It's that it's it's all that Botox. But yeah, I can tell if I put too much Botox, and I'm like, dang it, I need a brow lift. I need a brow lift because <laughs> I can't I can't have movement in my forehead. We can't have no. That. God forbid. No, no, no. I'd rather have the surgery than you have stop it. Movement in the forehead. Well, we'll get a little brow in on you. No big deal. I need like a lot of stuff, so I can't even get into the list. Well, with that said, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 902 and out. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive. Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk 
about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.